0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin as we tackle horchata off of Vampire Weekend's second album Contra. First of all, I want to make it clear: Vampire Weekday is firmly pro horchata because it is a beautiful, beautiful drink.
1: Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time. Uh, like as a kid, I always remember, like, oh, there's that, like, you know that you know that that one kind of drink machine you'd see in the corner of a Mexican restaurant, the one yeah. that like yeah you know, yeah, what I know exactly about. what you're talking yeah, about Yeah, we don't even yeah. <laughs> and there's our like for most of my childhood I'm like what the hell's going on there that i had it once i'm like oh my gosh this is great it's like it's like a better eggnog essentially you know
0: oh eggnog doesn't even compare to it yeah it's it's an amazing drink there yeah. was a one mexican restaurant we would go to um where they did a combo of uh you would pick a specific empanada you'd pick a specific uh taco and a dessert empanada and that all came with uh two sides and a drink great great deal
1: it's like the wendy's four for four
0: yeah exactly there's a great
1: there's a great empanada place near my house and i meant to actually go in this week and see if they had our chata because i haven't had it any a long long time um and did not do so yeah. i also learned today there's multiple different kinds of horchata there I mean, are. the common type is made with um, what is it here I, I got rid of the wikipedia page but yeah there's apparently different types of horchata it's made out
0: of chufa which is a kind yes of a
1: okay and there's one that's like made with rice yeah that's one um, i'm familiar with i also learned that it originated in north africa like a thousand Uh-oh. years ago wow yeah I so i that. saw well i saw that like at least a form of it originated in north africa and that it became popular in valencia mm. and then it migrated to the new world um the word itself etymologically comes from a latin word meaning barley despite the fact that it's not a barley drink wow interesting yeah i just thought it was interesting
0: yeah hmm horchata yeah anyway, it's good, a good bev beautiful drink i've also had horchafi or whore coffee, oh, depending on how you want to call that it. That sounds really nice. So it's a half and half of cold brew and herchata, and it is so good.
1: E- that sounds great. Um, I don't under- had- Why is that not more common? Now that I'm thinking about it, like that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's
0: super easy to make too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've also had her- choffee but with boba in it, which is an interesting. Oh,
1: experience. I see. I'm not a boba fan. I'm not I, either. I, but, I understand it to be a very popular thing, you know, but
0: but the sensory experience of having those boba beads and horchata coffee is an interesting one, mm-hmm. to say the least. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so why why is Vampire Weekend fascinated by the drink horchata on Contra?
1: So this is so this is our this is our first track. Um And I mean, right away we have lyrics and there's not even any musical intro. Um, And this is a funny record. Um, I know Nico and I have both put this as number four um, in our rankings. It's a really good record, though. And, you know, looking at the track list, it's not an album with cohesive themes in the same way that LPs three and four are, you know, it's almost like each song is kind of attacking a different theme yes. and you know maybe we have talked about how maybe these are the same like quote unquote characters you know in the sense that all these people all could be sharing these same things you know but orchada, i don't know what this song's about it's there's a there's some good vocab in here you're painting some fun pictures i don't know what it's about though it's kind of setting the stage because you're a little all over the place um we're talking about somebody who's drinking orchata, probably studied abroad uh we can get to that um, remember, we talked about how um, Blaze got a new face. Was the study abroad song, and then we yeah. realized it was about the atrocities of war. <laughs> um, this is my, this might actually be the study abroad song. Um, I think it's a tone setter, and I know we we say that a lot for a lot of different songs, but I think it is the case here because it's kind of saying, "Here we are," you know. Contra I,
0: as an album definitely reminds me of a short story collection yeah okay short stories have common themes but they are not the same and you don't Mm -hmm. need to read all of them to understand those themes yes but the more you read the more you understand that's how i would describe i
1: really i really like that read of it that's awesome
0: so this is our
1: last this is our last copter song right we've done everything else yeah okay
0: yeah, so I. Uh, what? No.
1: Well, we haven't done California English part two. But, but that's not
0: on Contra. Same. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It, it's not a Japanese bonus track. It's a single on its side It was a B side. Yeah. Oh, it was a bonus
1: track. Okay. Look at I mess up the lore here. Forgive me, folks.
0: Yeah. Giant was the bonus track.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: That all being said, I do think there is a meaning within Horchata. Um, so its first purpose, like you said, I believe, is to set the, the tone and also to dive into that elitist Ivy League prep school persona of Vampire Weekend, but adapt it to the new album. Mm-hmm. So, so by using all of this language that was found throughout the first album where you had... Um, spilled on what was it spilled ke- keffi what was it kefir on your kefia yeah, yeah. Um, as, as i learned on the show so so you have stuff like that where it's just like trying to be ivy league-esque and so i think this plays well to adjust you to the new vampire weekend with perchata balaclava Aranciata, um masada great vocab so, words yes. you want to go through those or do you want to go through
1: them as we get to them
0: uh, i i think it would be good uh let's go through as we get to them okay okay yeah so yeah we we can we can dive in with that so in december drinking herchata i'd look psychotic in a balaclava winter's cold is too much to handle pinchers crabs that pinch at your sandals okay kevin i'll let you take this one first
1: yeah um i mean obviously the balaclava had a resurgence during the uh the novel coronavirus pandemic um that's kind of cool
0: but apparently what are you you talking about the balaclava is the opposite of what you want for covid it you you see the mouth and you i guess the nose is. i thought you had some that covered the face the whole thing oh the ones i'm seeing online do not let me Google balaclava. Okay, I'm seeing some now. I'm seeing some now. Yeah, that- I
1: always thought it would come- like I always thought it was that thing, but also more so like if if warmth is the objective, like the kind of thing that like an NFL player would wear in a cold game. Yeah. Like
0: okay, that's sort of I thing. see. I was thinking like kanye Jesus air Bob oh Bobba, yeah that would the be mouth and no, eyes open. that would be a
1: little different <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that's what i had in mind but apparently these were very popular around the release time of contra
0: yeah like I mean, as as, as for fashion you're saying
1: yeah i i mean i wasn't aware uh in small town wisconsin but apparently this was high fashion
0: you're telling me you weren't aware of all of the new fashion trends when you were 11 in wisconsin i was i was not
1: cutting edge back then in my catholic wow. school polo
0: wow um, yeah tough poser. scene i know Damn. <laughs>
1: what did you just call me poser oh
0: you said something worse <laughs> okay we'll, we'll address that off there yeah um but yeah it's uh even still, balaclava is a little little frightening to see on the street, especially oh, yeah. if it's like one a.m.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would so, I would assume Robert. There's a guy in the train um, who's has is not a threatening individual that like he gets on my stop like every afternoon, and he'll sometimes wear a balaclava, and it's like it's just like again. He's not a threatening person. He just sits there. I've been on the train with him dozens of times. But, like, I see him in the balaclava. I'm like, holy shit. I'm going to die. Uh, but
0: that one uh, SpongeBob meme where it's like, he's just sitting there. He's just there. <laughs> is
1: exactly that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, that's why you look psychotic in a balaclava. Winter's cold is too much to handle. Uh, maybe wearing the balaclava could help with that. I mean, that's something to consider, you know um pincher's crabs that pincher excuse me pincher crabs that pinch at your sandals is our is our character here just you know hearkening back to a time of warmth
0: yes 100% is,
1: this is just like a zach brown band song
0: like hey i wish it was
1: sunny you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's why
0: he's still drinking cold herchata that's in true December. that's why exactly. also why he looks psychotic because mm-hmm. he's drinking cold it's like the people who have iced coffee every day no that's matter what the temperature. Yeah. So I I think this starts to touch on what I believe is the theme of the song, which is nostalgia. So Yeah, I so I, I feel crab that. that pinch out your sandals. You're pining for the time when you were at the beach and you felt the crabs underneath your feet. But in reality, what you're actually feeling is the sand. <laughs> I mean, sorry, and- not the sand, the uh, snow in, in December in New York.
1: And if you want to think about the 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 analogy we talked about last week of the, the LP's one through three arc of a coming-of-age story, this is introducing the idea of like, oh, we're now at a point in our lives where good things happened in the past. And we're not mm-hmm. saying good things can't happen now, but we are now at a point where we can look back on them. Yeah. That's a really good – yeah, I like that. I like that.
0: Because, I mean, we've talked a little bit about each – Uh, song on Contra but in their themes but I think when you go down the list and read off every theme you almost get this profile of a mid to late 20s person right so if Horchata is nostalgia like yeah that's something you go through Mm -hmm. White Sky I would say is like casual sex (laughs) Yeah, we talked about uh, with the hair when harry met sally line um and then holiday was war i mean you start to become more aware of like mm. is it a ju- just war should we be protesting it why are we okay with this uh california english what was that about about elites and prep uh snobs and that was a long left. time ago um, yeah. i think yeah and people who fake caring Which goes hand in hand with the the war commentary.
1: I'm excited for us to talk about California English Part Two, especially in light of this nostalgia conversation, because I think that song is actually more about nostalgia than it is about elitism. But Mm. we'll get there when we
0: get there. And then Taxi Cab is about wealth and privilege. Yeah. I was listening to that. Also, kind of about nostalgia, too, when you think about Ezra,
1: like, looking back on the, like, Being in a a store with fluorescent lights or something like that. Remember that, like, blog post we found?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, I I cut you off. What were you saying? No, 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 you're good. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, I was just going on to run, run about nostalgia for relationships past and how they are not even nostalgia. No, that was, that
1: was like, we can, it could be us against the world if we go out and break it out, like, literally, like a born to run kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely the trending towards the younger and naive, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think contra is that quarter life crisis where they're in between being young and naive, and also, and the other extreme being um, old and kind of uh, mm-hmm. narcissistic <laughs> about yeah. everything. Um, as you get to with modern vampires and then you get to dad rock and <laughs> the ultimate evolution <laughs> ascended um, yeah cousins, i might have skipped a couple steps cousins what would you say um what? Well, <sighs> that was a commentary on the criticism of the band yeah so learning we could to not that. care what others think about you i
1: mean that could be if you want to talk about like i'm curious I mean, I wasn't old enough to really remember what people thought of millennials when we were like, you know, kids. Obviously, like we, we saw that over the past, you know, like four or five years, how people feel about millennials and Zoomers. Maybe that was kind of a retaliation against, you know, how people feel about that sect of people, you know,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: the Cousins thing was like, it's not necessarily my fault that I'm in this preppy situation, you know, like I'm still yeah. doing my thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Giving up the guy, pretty,
1: pretty socially conservative of the band. Honestly, when we think about it, you know, if that's actually what they meant.
0: Oh, with just with
1: co- with cousins, you know.
0: Just like it's fine that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, and I'm are. not it, like at least at least that admission is kind of. I mean, where you go from there is something to consider, you know. But mm-hmm. like, it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the band has a lot of uh, more liberal takes so yeah that would be interesting people are complicated <laughs> um, so yeah giving up the gun you're looking at the person who's moved on from their protest days and mm-hmm. kind of accepting the way the world works yeah and then diplomat's son is kind of the odd man out in my opinion <laughs> how would yeah, you say I
1: wonder, romantic
0: experimentation
1: <laughs> i wonder if that i wonder if that was thought of as like looking back kind of thing mm-hmm. you know because like obviously you know as two guys in our mid-20s now it's weird to think about how you can look back nostalgically on something where you still considered yourself to be a young adult and, and, and an independent person but it was still like a few years ago now you know what yeah. i mean
0: yeah. I don't know Kevin, I'm I'm still 23. I'm still No, young, so we 20s. talked about
1: this. I am still 23 for a few more days. Um we talked about this as a friend group the other day. 23 is your mid 20s if 27 can also be mid 20s. Yeah, that's fair. You know, cuz I don't want to be 27 and be late 20. You know what I mean?
0: No, that I I would not say 27 is mid 20s, so that's fair. You gotta,
1: you, you gotta pick yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah, adopt like, an appropriate range here
0: 23 is the first age that's outside of the um college age so
1: yeah that makes sense i only have one more year until i can rent a car i'm really excited
0: <laughs>
1: and then it's there's a couple a couple of things but you
0: can still 25. rent a car it's just really expensive.
1: it's really expensive and then i think the next one is what i think 35 is when you can't get drafted anymore and the president yeah
0: (laughs) 30th senator we're we're, we got to run out that clock before we have to fight russia
1: (laughs) i yeah i anyway (laughs) i gotta i gotta yeah i gotta be careful about all my statements about how russia's the bad guy you know because then they're then they're all all of a sudden they're gonna be like wait you're not a conscientious, conscientious objector what (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh no (laughs) so so what would you say uh well i guess i think your contra is just essentially giving up the gun part two right it's
1: kind of like yeah it's kind of tying the whole thing together
0: yeah just oh so it's just like aging kind of like it may not even be like i think you're not what you say or it might just be like you've changed
1: what if the guy's the course of the album what if the guy who can't find the job at obvious bicycle is the narrator for i think you're a contra and obvious bicycle is the retaliation
0: it's a good theory
1: it's all one song
0: (laughs) (laughs) we we need to make a like mega mix where it's every vampire weekend song just in a row? No, just oh, placed oh. on top of each other. Those are
1: have you have you seen the video <laughs> where it's every Star Wars movie at the same time? No, <laughs> it's so funny.
0: <laughs> I don't know why, but that makes me think we're getting really off track. But that makes me think of the B movie where every time, uh, is it every time he says B that it speeds up? Or is,
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the video's is only like two minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man. So <laughs> back to verse two. Um in December drinking herchata. Look down your glasses at that aranciata with lips and teeth to ask how my day went, boots and fists to pound on the pavement. So an aranciata is a beverage, a, a possibly San Pellegrino aranciata. That's
1: that's what I had in mind. One of my favorite beverages.
0: I'm not a huge fan, but okay. I'm, I'm happy for you. He's their own. <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely a beverage you'd get at a little hole in the wall taco shop um, that we all those we all know and love in each city. So you'd also find that right next to, as you said, the beverage station containing the horchata. And- Did you
1: ever see these in Mexican restaurants?
0: um i saw these at like oh, italian
1: cafes maybe i'm wrong like this is call me out I, I only oh i'm just i just want i just want to make no, sure no, we're on the same it. page here do it the old the place i always got i, these I seen it. was at an italian bakery in florida that we'd always go to um and then i've seen them in europe right mm. but i i don't think i've ever seen one in a mexican restaurant so if anything this is yeah i mean they're to, from europe so this is speaking to the worldliness of our narrator perhaps mm,
0: study abroad right
1: yeah that's what i'm saying study abroad
0: went to mexico one summer and you went to italy and ever
1: exactly exactly or you know did that like weekend trip where you got i never studied abroad in europe but apparently they have airlines there where you can get like flights for like 30 dollars and stuff like that
0: yeah yeah. so look down your glasses at that arianciata yeah it could just be that it sounds cool but it's also like I feel like hipster culture is like having cool glasses, and so I feel like looking specifically calling out their glasses. Look down your glasses. Your, your yeah,
1: point, yeah. Is a point made? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's very classical of like you know like a jock would make fun of a nerd for wearing glasses, and like nobody <laughs> does that anymore. But like for some reason, that's still there.
0: I was watching um, *Spectacular Spider-Man*, the TV series from 2007, and there's a lot of like at the beginning of the series, jock versus nerd type stuff. But by the end of the series, they're the groups are pretty much intermixed as friends, and it is interesting to see like at what point did that change in TV and movie culture. Because I feel like at a certain point, movies started to realize, hey, wait, jocks and nerds aren't like two distinct things anymore. Like, that's not how those work. So like, for example, I I know big blind spot for Kevin here, but in this new Spider-Man series, a character who's traditionally portrayed as a jock, Flash Thompson, is portrayed as a nerd that just picks on Peter Parker. Okay. so there there definitely is a change in how they're treated. Um I don't know how we got onto this. I'm trying to this think is, no, no, this I'm, I'm is what happens about, when we record late at it's night.
1: late. We watched a lot of football. Um I'm trying think like, high school musical reinforced that and that was like two thousand four. Um it's so weird to watch like adult movies, not like adultism, like you know, porn but like you know like movies not made for children in the I don't mid-2000s
0: so don't think that was a year, but okay
1: well i mean I, that's
0: what i thought I, I understood i spent a lot of time okay. in the
1: interstate this weekend and it's like you drive by those kinds of stores in the way and it's like you know um because like when we were in the mid-2000s we were children we were not watching you know movies made for grown-ups but then you watch You're a like movie art films no no I, I just I just watched uh, Stranger Than Fiction a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, that was what 2006, but that was like that was still very like I, I don't, there wasn't like a nervous shock thing in that, but it's like it's funny how like even though it was only like 15 years ago, like people's haircuts were different, people's suits were different, you know. Um,
0: period pieces,
1: like the Big shorts. Short. I talked I talked about it the other day. <laughs> the Big Short's a period
0: piece. <laughs> uh, with, with lips and teeth to ask how my day went, boots and fists to pound on the pavement. What did this you is, take away from that?
1: This is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um,
0: Wait, why is it uncomfortable?
1: Lips and teeth to ask how my day went is kind of like weird to say out loud.
0: Oh, yeah. It's definitely like a very visceral imagery. Yeah. But I think um, that's the point, is putting you in that place. Yeah. Same same reason for the glasses. Like you can imagine
1: you're right that girl, that's
0: across from him
1: visceral is a great word to describe it you're right i feel grounded in the song i guess why are we boots and fists to pound on the pavement i guess there's kind of a juxtaposition there because you know lips and teeth considered being maybe the softer and gentler parts of an individual's
0: Teaser? person um Teaser bones
1: you can't see what I'm doing. I'm kind of just, you know, moving around, like trying this to shrug off. Audio. I'm, I'm trying to shrug so. off, shrug off Nico's, uh, Nico's questions here. Um, <laughs> boots and fists, however, would very much not be confused with like ellipse. At least, you know, yeah. it's all the same. so all, all the same person. Um, I don't really know. I really don't know what's going on here.
0: Yeah, I, I like we said, I think this song is about nostalgia. And so I think this is the falling apart of that relationship. And so he's looking back and seeing what happened. And then eventually looking back and making it into like a positive memory with the nostalgia glasses.
1: Yeah. I, so, um, I was listening to a, a, a podcast recently where they're talking about an individual whose friend had died. Um, and this is different, of course, but they were talking about how if you have a, 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 an experience, obviously with someone like a friend who like very good experiences. And then the last thing you remember of them is, oh, they've died incredibly sad. You give that memory some time and there will come a, a, a point in your life where when you think of that memory, you think of that person, you'll be happy before you're sad, mm. you know? Yeah. And when you remove yourself a few years from a situation like this, you'll have reached that point likely, you know? Mm-hmm that's a that's that's an interesting point you bring up there about how it's nostalgia and you know trying to like spin the memory to something happy
0: yeah yeah which leads us to a chorus here comes a feeling you thought you've forgotten chairs to sit and sidewalks to walk on so that feeling i think is a positive feeling of how he felt in that relationship Or at that time, that not, Hmm. it doesn't even have to necessarily be about a relationship. But like I said, it's just nostalgic as, as a was it taxi cab where it's nostalgic for garbage
1: yeah no I I I completely agree um something that can be like mundane if you I mean we've all done this where you return to a place where you spend a lot of time um I went to seven Notre Dame football games this year and my sister lived just off campus so I found myself walking around campus like kind of by myself a lot of times like after games late at night it's like oh like that was a profoundly powerful experience because you know something you did so often with with a a rather mundanely all of a sudden you're doing it removed from the situation it's like oh this is very powerful you know and that's what makes me think of chairs to sit and sidewalks to walk on like if you walked outside your old apartment your old like grade school like you'd feel something you know even though it was something that was so mundane at a certain point in your life
0: yeah that's a good point that the setting Definitely, the church that says sidewalks will bring back those memories even mm-hmm. if you if you want it or not. so verse three
1: yes, you'd remember drinking orchada. you'd still enjoy it with your foot on Masada. so I looked up Masada, and this is really something else.
0: Um, I was not aware of this for you no i okay. I forgot to look it up, so please educate me.
1: Nico, have you ever been to the Holy Land? no. So I have not either. So Masada, look up a picture. Do, do me a favor right now. Masada is like, think of like a mesa. It rises like a oh, thousand wow. feet above its surroundings. This is in I yeah, think, I Southern Israel. This is like a big like mesa. It's a historical like fortification built by Herod. Yes, that Herod in like 30 BC famous, And I believe that one and I believe this was the site of some conflict during, you know, the Roman occupation. Um, I believe it was this Wikipedia says, um, here we go. According to Josephus, the siege of Masada by Roman troops for 73 to 74 common era at the end of the first Jewish Roman war ended in the mass suicide of 960 Sakari rebels who were hiding there. So uh-huh. a site of mass death, um, after Herod, you know, lived there and built his in- in- encampments there. Um, yeah, cause he built two palaces for himself there between 37 and 31 B.C.E. Very popular tourist attraction. Like, look it up. It looks like a picture yeah, of something I see it. like yeah, it's, it's Um I guess I, was, I guess I was speaking to the audience, but, you know, I guess you too. I'm glad that you're seeing it now. Um, <laughs> insane thing. And I don't know if this was some sort of like study abroad thing. I don't know if this is like Jewish rock band stuff, this is Christian <laughs> rock band stuff. Um, but this is very interesting. You'd remember drinking horchata. You'd still enjoy it with your foot on masada i guess if it's such a popular tourist attraction this could come back to like oh i saw this place yeah and i think i think it just hammers home the nostalgia thing because whenever you go to a place of great importance or great beauty i mean you're going to remember that and you're going to feel good going there you're going to feel good leaving there's a there's a grandeur to it
0: the genius annotator actually suggests that and I I might agree with this, that it's indicating the either narrator's desire to refuse to let the relationship end quietly, so having it end in mass suicide, Okay, or the stronger point, that their relationship's um, hitting a dry spell, and so it's like That Masada's representation of the relationship just ending in general with disaster. Mm. So that's where she's at. The foot on the Masada is like the point of the end. But he's saying that even though they've reached that conclusion, you'd still enjoy drinking horchata. Because in this case, the horchata is not actually the drink. The horchata is the nostalgic pining in remembrance
1: so you're saying at this point in the song horchata has become a a symbol or a you know a metaphor for the remembrance yes okay i like that i like that
0: yeah we we were, right before we started recording we said yeah we don't really know what the song's about and already we've <laughs> pinned now, pinned pin metaphorical it, meaning to the it, mean <laughs> the title of the song
1: yeah i mean fairly quickly when you said nostalgia it's like oh that makes a lot of sense
0: (laughs) so it goes back to the chorus here comes a feeling you thought you'd forgotten chairs to sit in sidewalks to walk on oh you had it but oh no you lost it looking back you shouldn't have fought it and so this is this struggle back and forth between the narrator and the girl Mm -hmm. say the narrator trying to get her to join him in this nostalgic remembrance. and she like had it for a brief second and she's like, no, 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 like this isn't what it was. Like we're remembering the good and not the bad like And he's like, looking back, you should't have fought it. Like let's just remember it. Let's just so have do, some fun.
1: Do you think that this is a relationship that started back then and has continued through this point?
0: Uh, I would say to a certain extent, yes. Not necessarily okay. that it like continued being romantic up to this point. Because
1: um, a couple of times this weekend, I heard one of my favorite songs, which is What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers, which is a song about a man who approaches a woman who they knew each other a long time ago, and the man, like okay, they haven't seen each other for some time. And the man approaches this saying, hey, we used to kind of have a thing. Can we get back to that? And they start talking and the woman feels very sorry, but they kind of realize that he, he realizes that there was never really anything there before. Mm. And she knew that the whole time. And it was kind of this like, what happened here? sounds like these two were in some sort of relationship from the way you're positioning this but yeah like, that is what came to mind it's like are we maybe just remembering things differently
0: yeah and i, I think that either way that's the point is that mm-hmm. nostalgia is not a good indicator of the facts it, it muddles yeah. the history and makes different the feelings
1: it's like a grass always greener thing but like behind you like mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna remember the bad things as long as there were like more good things like if you generally had some a good cases,
0: yeah even in some cases yeah the bad things could outnumber the good things and you still remember it fondly
1: yeah it's the whole thing about how like you're gonna be happy before you're sad like i would say i mean I, i'm very fortunate the amount of times i like remember a good time are more so than the amount of times where I'm lying awake in the middle of the night like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that crazy embarrassing thing like 10 years ago in middle school.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh boy. (laughs) So yeah, verse four, a lot of the same lyrics, but then it adds, years go by and hearts start to harden. Those palms and firs that grew in your garden are falling down and nearing the rose beds. The roots are shooting up through the tool shed. Those lips and teeth that asked how my day went are shouting up through cracks in the pavement.
1: This is, I think this locks in the nostalgia argument. Yeah. Because what other, in what other garden are firs and palm trees going to grow together? Mm. The garden of your mind, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In a real garden. This is made up. This is all fiction.
1: This is it's not even real. Um, (laughs) but yeah, seriously, like you're starting to grow up. The roots are shooting up from the tool shed. They bought a house in the suburbs, uh, is what it seems like. (laughs) Um the and the, the image of the lips and teeth shouting up to the cracks in the pavement is very cool you know that's mm-hmm. like that makes a lot of sense here
0: so i'm starting to think maybe it is kind of a modern take on what a fool believes because <laughs> this is the acceptance of the fact that the nostalgia nostalgic look back is not the truth because those those palms and firs that were growing side and side in his imaginary garden in his head have fallen down and nearing the rosebeds the roots are shooting through the tool uh, shed, which like you don't want. Like the the garden's falling apart. Everything's falling. Um, as the girl is shouting up through cracks in the pavement, she's trying to get it through his head. Like this is not what you thought. This is this was different. This was bad. But you're just nostalgic for the past. Nostalgic for garbage. And so so yeah i i think by the end i don't think he wants to but he eventually comes to the realization that yeah she's right even though i don't want to admit it maybe he hasn't admitted it yet but yeah it is um, falling apart for him
1: i like it i i do i i i it's very well could be it i guess my thought is it's more so of an extension of what we talked about in the previous verse because he's saying everything about you the other party here you know mm-hmm. and maybe it's just falling apart for her you know yeah that was like it's like a like a polar express like santa's sleigh bell thing like the sister at some point <laughs> couldn't hear it anymore but the little boy he always heard it what a deep
0: cut wow <laughs>
1: I was a huge Polar Express fan back in hey, the day. It's my wait, favorite book. It's on my it's on my shelf over there. Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you hear that's about, actually great. I, you hear I actually, about adults obsessed with Harry Potter. You got Kevin obsessed with Polar Express.
1: <laughs> I.
0: I People have been
1: asking me my favorite book recently and I never really know what to say. I really should just be saying Polar Express. It's
0: like when they ask what my I mean, dream job a lot is of and trains, I trains. So Yeah, no,
1: it's like when they ask what my fav- what my dream job is and I say rock star. It's like I'm not lying to you.
0: I would not like, want to be a rock star. I would not want that fame. Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't put that on me. I want
1: to be I want to be like past prime rock star.
0: I want to be like
1: I want to be like how Neil Young is living his life right now,
0: you know. I don't know, past like prime. Like he's locked in. Past prime rock star can lead to uh, having some really bad takes. Do you think yeah. <laughs> Folks, we uh we
1: we lost a legend this past Thursday we lost,
0: night. We lost a legend with a lot of very hot takes that we don't what, agree with. Meat, meatloaf I mean, uh, add oh, him okay. to
1: the Eric Clapton, Van Morrison, Robbie Robertson. He's an asshole, but damn it, he's so good. Um, list of... What was,
0: it? what was it that Eric Clapton did? I, was, I don't know. Where. Did we
1: not talk about the Eric Clapton rant?
0: Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> we <we're> did. <dead. laughs>
1: well, folks, yeah, Eric Clapton has, has had some recent hits, um, but he's been doing this for a long time. Um, I think the quote was something along the lines of, I used to be into dope, now I'm into racism. Uh, is how he started his his rant. Um, it's bad. I'm not going to repeat anything beyond that. But um, Eric Clapton changed the game when it came to blues guitar. But son of a gun, he 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 said he said some pretty objectionable things.
0: Yeah. Is Nico looking it up? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just um, trying to find. I sent it to you one time, but I don't remember who the artist was. But some artist. Was it? It may have been J. Cole. Uh, some some artist was asked in a Reddit AMA saying, "What do you think oh, about no. Eric Cla- Clapton?" Um, oh, his, his, I do his remember kid, this. His kid died and inspired one of the greatest songs of all time. Wouldn't it be something if your kid died and inspired one of the greatest? The oh, God. Of I remember this. And he just like answered like, "Yeah, I love Eric Clapton. Yeah, tragic." And like, just didn't address the last part. <laughs> I do remember. I'm going to see if I can Google Eric Clapton no, AMA. Tried. Okay. Because I, I
1: I totally remember what you talked about. And to be fair, Tears from Heaven is a great song. Great song. Eric Clapton, like I said, good at his job. But...
0: Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, sure, it's... I'm pretty positive it was J. Cole. <laughs> J. Cole, Eric Clapton Because it was fan. also just someone who was like, it's a weird question to ask anyway, but... Yeah, no, I can't. J. Cole Eric Clapton. Okay, apparently he has
1: a lyric in one of his more recent songs about Eric Clapton. Angels shedding tears and having word to Eric Clapton. <laughs> Maybe that's why his ass. Um uh, 95 South off his most recent record, which I've not listened to. Hmm. I shouldn't laugh i i shouldn't laugh he, i mean his, his his kid actually died it was yeah. a very difficult situation
0: i still um, can't believe that redditor asked just, that
1: just the, i'm really more laughing at the like the absurdity of the situation here because yeah. man man
0: but yeah that's anyway that's, that's more or less the song i i yeah, I really like the theory that it's about nostalgia in some form. And nostalgia is tricky. It changes. So it. it I think it's not meant to be clear. It's uh, mm-hmm. meant to kind of be all over the place. Because like we said, nostalgia doesn't get the facts right. It plays it how it wants to play it. So what I, I was going to ask you, what did you think of the music in the background? Um, like music choice for your for the song compared to the tone of the lyrics
1: yeah i mean it's it's the song felt longer than three and a half minutes you know yeah. i don't i don't know how much the music had to do with that it, it definitely got a little frenetic at the end there um i guess i didn't really think about that point explicitly what did what did you think
0: i I definitely think it's meant to be bright and boisterous in the sense that it is this reflection of that nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in reality, they're in New York and in December in the cold and being told by this girl potentially, or just looking back on a relationship that didn't work in reality. Yeah. But in their head, they've escaped to this land where positivity reigns supreme (laughs) Mm. and one can be nostalgic for garbage yeah i i think it is interesting that those two definitely kind of line up really well yeah
1: i mean because think about it i mean you could be having these thoughts and all of a sudden you're you know you're 26 27 walking through your random taxi cab grocery store and all of a sudden because the first lyric in taxi cab is unsentimental
0: Mm, Yeah. Mmm. Yep. It's all one song. <laughs> it's all one song. Um, Put them all together. Put them on top of each <laughs> all other. All at once.
1: Bro. Um, I have nothing else to say. It's a, it's a fun song. I think I'll definitely listen to it more now. You know, really like I don't know why. I guess I never really listened to this song a whole lot, despite it being one of the band's more popular songs. It's a cool. Yeah. It's a cool track like it it almost feels like this is not a song that was written and done by the current iteration of the band you know what I mean it's like this feels so distant from what they do now
0: yeah yeah so I have a few fun facts for you okay I'm ready um so Hurtado is featured on the Hollister Christmas playlist but I want you to guess which year um
1: probably like embarrassingly recent like
0: 2018 2013 oh okay yeah okay i don't know if hollister still like does have that clout i was gonna say do they really have staying power i haven't (laughs) seen somebody wear hollister in a long time i saw someone wearing it like yesterday
1: no way i mean you're in california (laughs) okay google (laughs) images for hollister
0: not maps i used to did buy up that hollister and american eagle and aeropostle when i was growing up yeah you you were into I, that i retired that when i got to high school but yeah i was a I was a cole's clothes kind of kid that was a mix but yeah cole's coal slept
1: sometimes oh there was a there was a 3.2 earthquake near hollister um uh, this oh, morning is a city yes
0: i did not know that
1: looks like it's down by monterey bay yeah oh, it's 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 like inland from salinas um shout out um the salinas walmart front of the show matt will get that um
0: <laughs> we got a
1: flat we got a flat um we were visiting a friend who lives in menlo park um and we i think we hit a we hit a nail and so I it went. was one of those very slow oh, leaks what's that <laughs> nothing <laughs> okay i'm
0: doxing myself on accident doxing,
1: doxing yeah vico bay area can we get a zip code out of that um and you know we filled up air before we left because it was like a slow leak and you know we got to we got about an hour on the road and we're like this is untenable um and the puncture was like basically like in between the sidewall and like the tread of the tire to a point yeah. where the mechanics like we cannot replace this. Oh, so they, no, we, yeah, we can't fix it. So we, um, we we put the spare on. They put the
0: spare on for free, which was like, wow. very
1: nice of them. Yeah. But yeah, Salinas is a lovely Walmart.
0: Shout out. <laughs> then our second question for you is at what position did it peak on the Mexican-English airplane?
1: Oh, they probably love this. Um, overall pop.
0: Uh, or it, alternative or it says Mexican Mexico English airplay parentheses, billboard
1: let me go with 8 17 okay
0: where did it peak in canada on the canadian hot 100
1: 32
0: 69 nice mm-hmm. nice so yeah those, those are my fun facts <laughs> interesting
1: interesting that canada ranks outside the top 40 you know because i mean like if you don't in the u.s historically if you've ever registered as a top 40 hit it's not really notable
0: where did uh touch of gray register for grateful top man. 40
1: it was their only let me
0: because i know it's their only hit
1: let me see um peaked at number nine wow. and then was number one on mainstream rock the only song by the band ever to do so on both charts. Okay, so they probably made mainstream rock a few times. Great music video for that.
0: There's also a very, very good live performance of um at Juan's Basement. What I saw like. that
1: with the full string yeah. section. That was really yeah. nice.
0: Like CT it.
1: was wearing a drug rug. That, that, felt, that looked pretty cool.
0: Also, okay, a few more facts. Ezra explained that Uh, horchata has always been one of his favorite drinks. Quote, I don't know if you can find much horchata in England because he was talking to a European audience at the time. Uh, It's a sweet Mexican rice drink, usually served cold. Um, He said, horchata actually reminds me of New York as I drink it all the time back home, but it's easier to get in New York than in California. Sounds about right. I'm now seeing also um, that
1: both Ezra and Rostam have lyric credits on this. Mm. Which, you know, we. there's obviously a lot of Rostam influence on this record. Um, he has co-writing credits on Orchada, Taxi Cab, Diplomat's Son, and I Think You're a Contra. You know, that's, that's definitely more than the other two records when he was a part of the band.
0: It's Very much a Rostam album. Rostam... In- explaining the song, quote, it opens with a harmonian drone like you might find in Bollywood music. Ezra's voice comes with a kind of Buddy Holly echo. He double He's doubled by a kalimba thumb piano, which is intertwined with his vocal melody. There's actually that- a few melodies going on at once in a subby bass drummed thumping. And then suddenly you get a deep house synth and a mass of voices, me and Ezra and some women's voices as well. And they're all soaked in the classic 80s reverb. One of the goals for this record was to use vocals as a texture, as an instrument.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: That's the most extensive yeah. I've seen him talk about
1: about like production.
0: Song. Yeah.
1: Um, was that? I thought it was a xylophone in the song. You're saying it was a piano.
0: Uh, they may have changed it. Yeah, I thought it was a xylophone too.
1: Well, at the least towards the end, there's there's that's definitely a xylophone.
0: Yeah. And apparently, the melody for Hurchata was written back when Ezra was a teacher. He said he was singing it when he was fixing up the classroom.
1: Yeah, it's fun to come with a melody. You know, I do it all the time, but I never know how to translate it into something that actually <laughs> sounds good on an instrument. Like I was just, I was just at church and I came up with a melody because I like, I, I drifted off for a little bit during the homily and I was like, oh. If I you know, if I have my guitar or my bass, maybe we could do something, but no.
0: You know no. what the uh, closing song for uh, church was for me? What'd you get? Mechanical of the turning. Banger. Did That's you banger. did they play
1: at either the Southern Cal game or the Cincinnati game, the trap remix to Canicle of the Turning at the football game?
0: No. I would.
1: At, at the at the at the Georgia Tech game. I think we they they did a there was like a hype video during a timeout of a bunch of turnovers and they titled it Canical the Turnover" and they played this track. It was actually it was pretty good. Oh, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think
0: they did. Okay. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful song.
1: Where we got I I yeah,
0: <laughs> huge <laughs> favorite
1: favorite lyric. Uh, um, here comes a feeling you thought you'd forgotten.
0: Go years go by and hearts start to harden. Mm-hmm. Top five: This life, stranger,
1: everlasting arms, unbelievers, flower moon,
0: everlasting arms, don't lie, flower moon, kids don't stand a chance. Nice. Missing. You don't. I didn't give
1: a fifth last week. You don't have to give a fifth.
0: Uh, I'm missing one. I usually include
1: um Jonathan Lowe.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go. Unbearably white.
1: Oh, you had that in the in the top five for a long time.
0: I put Hannah Hunt in top five last week. You also, week.
1: Had, you also had Spring Snow in the top five for a long time too.
0: Ooh, I might have to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the final top five is going to be tough we're, we're gonna to have to sit on that one for a while we,
1: we got some heat coming
0: yeah. yeah okay and then top five winter drinks okay. or summer drinks I should summer say. drinks because this is horchata. it's a summer drink but... okay
1: top five summer drinks um ipa interesting ice tea water water is really top one
0: um (laughs) water is underrated honestly
1: dude water i actually like water is like the underrated thing um
0: nothing is better than than water in the morning
1: (laughs) water is dude i the past two nights i've woken up at three o'clock in the morning and just guzzled water (laughs) (laughs) um yeah ipa i don't know if i can get to get to five ipa iced (laughs) tea water um doesn't necessarily have to be milkshake smoothie
0: okay i'm gonna go um cold brew uh horchata i'll I'll include water as well (laughs) um what else this is harder than i thought i gotta tweet
1: water low-key the most underrated
0: (laughs) beverage (laughs) water be slept on um water low-key i'll go with good chocolate milk chocolate milk slaps
1: oh and if you get a creamy one and you can taste the cocoa in that that's that's good stuff
0: yeah and then uh cold diet coke with lime when you get a good
1: Coke, there's nothing quite like it.
0: <laughs> it's so Beautiful.
1: it's so nice.
0: Okay, so Kevin, what's the hat for the week?
1: So the hat for this week is a beanie I got from Three Sheeps Brewing in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Um, Sheboygan. A couple of a couple of friends and I met up in Sheboygan this weekend. We had a lovely time. Um, just a great little city. Pretty much, if you've got a if you've got some friends that you can you know like. You know you can tolerate each other for a few days, like you know you're gonna have a good time, like you're on the same page, like vibe wise. There are so many great little towns in and around the Great Lakes in Wisconsin and Michigan that are just, you know, they'll have a nice brewery, they'll have restaurants, they'll be like a nice downtown where you can walk around. Everyone will be friendly to you. People were so nice. The Packers lost a heartbreaker last night, and people were still so nice. It's just. It, it feels good to spend some time in small-town America, you know, with, with people that are just going to be nice to you and get some nice food and some nice beer with some nice friends. Amen. But, yeah, anyway, the Beanie is also just, like, fire. Like, it's, it's light yellow with, like, light blue and then a fond- ton of accent colors. It's, it's insane. So, like, I, I saw it and it was, like, an insta-buy.
0: So, for this week, we're going to do charades where uh, I act out the song and Kevin has to guess. Okay. So, four. Three. <laughs> do you know how to play charades?
1: Oh, it's all. I was like, <laughs> I thought we'd started already. Okay. Four words. Map. Third, third word is an app. Three.
0: This might be cut out.
1: Uh, <laughs> three three um, I'm total oh three California California English part two. Oh no. New 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 York in New England. Okay, New York, New York. Jerusalem, New York, Berlin.
0: There we go. Nico.
1: If Nico didn't have a map of the United States on his back wall, we would have been here for hours, I think. Um, That is three words.
0: There's only four songs left. But, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I would have grabbed the cross. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah, for Jerusalem. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. um, Yeah, tune in
0: next week for Jerusalem, New York, Berlin. Take it easy, folks.